0: The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. When the days were completed for their purification according to the law of Moses, Mary and Joseph took Jesus up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. Just as it is written in the law of the Lord, every male that opens the womb It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he should not see death before he had seen the Christ of the Lord. He came in the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to perform the custom of the law in regard to him, he took him into his arms and blessed God, saying, Now, Master you may let your servant go in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you prepared in the sight of all the peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and glory for your people Israel. The child's father and mother were amazed at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them, And said to Mary, his mother, behold, this child is destined for the fall and rise of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be contradicted. And you yourself a sword will pierce, so that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. There was also a prophetess, Anna the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived seven years with her husband after her marriage and then as a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped night and day with fasting and prayer. And coming forward at that very time, She gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were awaiting the redemption of Israel. When they had fulfilled all the prescriptions of the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. The Gospel of the Lord. Lord. What a marvelously rich and complex celebration this feast day is. This feast day, which presently we call the presentation of the Lord in the temple. But in an earlier age of the church, we referred to as the purification of the Holy Virgin Mary. This double aspect of presentation and purification in one mystery. This celebration of the purification of she who is spotless and pure already the presentation of the Lord who is on the one hand a child of Israel and yet on the other hand the very Lord of the temple himself. This feast on which we celebrate an old man whose life physically is spent and tired. Having before his eyes in the newborn youth of the Christ child, the vision of salvation. The presence of this young life, bringing joy to that elderly and tired heart. What a remarkable feast this is. The temple, the place of the presence of God, suddenly being filled with the presence of God in a way that it never had been before. All of these marvelous realities coming together here. And it is good to simply pause with that complexity, which can be a bit overwhelming if we've never thought this way before. But there are days in the year where the important thing is not to sit there and say, what is the moral message? We have plenty of days for that. And we do that regularly. There are days where we want to get to the point, but here the point is not to get to a point. Here the point is not to simply get a moral lesson that we walk away and apply. No, here on this day, The church calls us to open our eyes and look at Jesus and know him as we have not known him before. To open our eyes and see him as the light of revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of Israel. To see him as light to see him as the glory of a people, what does that mean? Here as we look at Jesus in this particular cluster of events that we celebrate today, we have before us in a way that we don't often have the full complexity of who Jesus Christ really is. A complexity that we linger with far too little We all have our favorite titles of Jesus, don't we? For some, he's the good shepherd. For some, he's divine mercy. For some, he's the sacred heart. We have our ways of relating to Jesus. He's the teacher, he's the healer, he's the servant. But on this day, on this day, we set all of those things aside for a moment, not because they're bad and not because they're wrong. But on this day, we want the Lord to show us in this mystery what he desires we know about him. And our clue is from the prayers and the readings we have in the liturgy today. The lighting of the candle, which reminds us he comes into the world as the light of the nations, as the light of revelation as that light which allows us to understand the fullness of all of the revelation that God had given before him and leading up to him. We echo over and over again in the prayers and the readings of the liturgy today, Simeon's joyful hymn, Dismiss me, Lord, my life in a sense is complete now. Simeon calls out to heaven saying, dismiss me, let me die. Because my long life in seeing this infant has reached its fullness and is complete. Because in seeing him, I have seen the salvation that you have prepared in the sight of all the peoples. Do we look at Christ that way? Do we look at him and see salvation? Do we look at him and in seeing him, see the salvation that almighty God has prepared in the sight of and on behalf of all the nations? remarkable, what a remarkable statement that is. To look upon him and in seeing him, see the fullness of the salvation that God has promised. Not simply to see the Savior, but to see the face of salvation in the face of this child. But as we do that, and as we listen to Simeon, and we look at the child, we have to pause and ask, what does it mean that this child is brought to the temple? Because this, too, is the Lord teaching us something. What happens at the temple when everything goes well? God is worshipped, is he not? And so note, as the Christ child is carried into the temple, there are those many who are there to pray and to worship God. And suddenly, this child enters the temple. And as he does so, the very God to whom all of those hearts are praying is present among them. On the one hand, he comes in as another Israelite. And yet, on the other hand, this child, even as he is carried into the temple, is pleased to hear and receive the prayers that are being said. And in that temple, imagine this. The animals are brought forward for sacrifice, including the turtle doves or young pigeons that Mary and Joseph brought. These offerings which will be sacrificed and offered to the Lord who accepts them. And how marvelous it is that this child, as he turns and gazes upon these offerings and these sacrifices, is turning not simply as a curious baby, but as the Lord to whom those sacrifices are offered. But we can go further because who is this child? This child is that one who 33 years later will be the perfect lamb who is sacrificed for our salvation. But on this day, he is found among the lambs. On this day, he is found among the sacrifices. And yet, on this day, he comes into the temple as the one who is the perfect sacrifice. And yet, there's still more. Because who offers the sacrifice in the temple? But the priest. And note what we heard in our second reading from the letter to the Hebrews about the priesthood of Jesus Christ, the true and perfect priest. He is not simply the lamb that will be sacrificed. He is the priest who will offer that sacrifice. How remarkable here in this mystery. The Lord comes into the temple, and he is sacrifice and victim, and he is priest who will give the truest and purest worship to God that has ever been given. He is that one as well who is pleased to receive the sacrifice. What a remarkable conjunction of mysteries this is. He is that new and young life that brings salvation and goodness to an exhausted and tired world, grown very old in the futility of its struggle. Simeon, who rejoices in the Lord, represents all of tired Israel clinging in his heart to the promise that long ago promise that surely at some point his eyes would see and in simeon the story of israel is present the people of god promised so long ago that one would come that a child a son would be given So many hundreds of years ago, the promise. So long the waiting, so long the expectation. So old we become. And Simeon, remarkably faithful, remarkably hope-filled, clings to this promise that the Lord has given him. And so here it is, late in his life. that the youth of Christ appears before him and the elderly heart of Simeon beats like a young man's. Rejoicing in this newness, rejoicing in this goodness, and knowing that even though the work of the cross has yet to be accomplished in time, the salvation that has been promised is, in fact, And it is here because Christ is here. This mystery discloses that very beautiful truth which relates to the essence of what we do here in the liturgy. When we hear those words, behold the Lamb of God, Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Behold him who is the priest and him who is the victim. Behold him who is the light of revelation. And in beholding him, see the face of salvation. With it, our hearts would be moved with the joy of Simeon where we could say, Lord, having truly seen his face, My life is complete. My joy is complete. But it is not given for us to have that immediate joy at the moment unless a miraculous intervention of grace takes place. But it is for us to remember that that is the goal we long for. Lord, let your face shine upon us. and We shall be saved, scripture says and we long as we hear in the prayers of the mass for that day when we will stand in the light of the face of the lord seeing the fullness of salvation because we stand within it gloriously and forever what a remarkable feast this day really is this day where all things are made new This day where all the precepts of the law are fulfilled. This day where the truest worship that has ever taken place in the temple arrives. And this day that we recognize that when Christ is present, not simply in the temple 2,000 years ago, but here in this church today, when Christ is present. Without fail, two things always happen. God is worshipped perfectly. And we are saved. And so this day, we don't simply remember what happened 2,000 years ago. We celebrate with great joy the light of his presence here where our worship of God is made complete. Where he, with us, adds his prayers to ours, even as he receives our prayer. And where he, gloriously present on the altar, offering himself again as the saving sacrifice, extends his gift of salvation out to us. And we get to come forward as Simeon did, not simply to look at him and not simply to see him, but to take him into our hands. And that moment where you say your Amen and you extend your hand to receive him. Remember what Simeon says as he does so, even as he takes the child into his hands. Oh Lord, dismiss your servant in peace. Your word has been fulfilled. My eyes have seen the salvation that you have prepared in the sight of every people. A light to reveal you to the nations and the glory of your people Israel. Because that is who you extend your hands to. And that is who you receive. And if we all can pray with even the smallest touch of that joy today, Our prayer will be rich and deep and mighty. Amen.